Amen. Trusting God when it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense. Why me? It just doesn't make sense, Pastor. It doesn't make sense. But I want to tell you something. We serve a God that we can trust. Genesis chapter 11, verse 31. Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son, Abram's wife, and they went out together from Ur of the Chaldeans in order to enter the land of Canaan. And they went as far as Haran, and they settled there. The days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. I want to talk about today what causes us not to trust God, amen, and settle. Amen. I want to talk about let go and let God. Amen. Amen. What causes us not to trust God and settle? Um, today we begin this new series about trust. My prayer is that you would realize that God is real. Amen. That he can be trusted. Even when it doesn't make sense, I want you to know that God is real. I want you to know that the God we serve, amen, is as real as you're seeing and hearing me right now that God is real. Oftentimes, many times, we struggle with this. And especially when it comes to us losing control of our circumstances. And, and we have nowhere to run to and we run out of options. Anybody here ever ran out of options? Amen. We, when, especially when we run out of options and we have nowhere to run and we have nowhere no one to run to, and we have, amen, no resources. It's amazing. The one thing that most believers struggle with is the ability to trust God completely. I don't know about you, but I've been there. I've been there to the point where I trusted God for a little while, but then I went right back, amen, to where I left. I went right back to that place of doubt. I went right back to that place of taking matters back into my own hands. Have you ever been there? It's amazing how when you don't know what the outcome is going to be and how the devil starts working on your mind and he starts, amen, casting scenarios in your mind and get you to start believing that God is not going to fix this. That my situation is final, that, amen, that this, this, this circumstance that I'm in, amen, is not going to change. I want to say to you today, many of you say that you trust God, but when life presents challenges... When things look terrible, when uh, you're afraid, amen, and the question is, do you let go and let God? 
Amen. Or, or do you try to fix things yourself? How do you let go is the question. Amen. How do you know that God is going to do it for you? How, do you? how can you be for sure, amen, that it's going to turn around for you? Have you ever been there? Well, I want you to join me on this journey, in this series, as we discover the life of Abraham. We're going to look at Abram's life and we're going to learn something about trust. Amen. I believe the best way that you can learn something is if you can learn it from someone who's been there before. Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs, it's all over the Bible. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with what? With all your heart. Lean not to your what? Own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Yeah, we hear it. But the question is, do we live it? It's amazing, amen, when I look at this passage, one of the hindrances to trust is settling. Sometimes we settle, amen. I've made a decision that I'm not settling no more. I've made that decision. I've made that decision with certain things in my life. I'm not settling anymore. I'm not settling for mediocrity. I'm not settling, amen. Just because you say I don't qualify doesn't mean that God can't turn it around. I wish I had somebody. So the question is today, what causes us? What causes us not to trust God and settle? We find here in the book of, uh, in the book of Genesis, we find in this whole from chapter 1 to chapter 11 is the first period Amen. Huge history. Over 2,000 years is covered from chapter 1 to chapter 11. In chapter 11, we find that uh, God had already, the flood had came and destroyed the earth. And now God was rebuilding, reconstructing things. Amen. And we find in this 11th chapter, I found something that was so powerful and it related. We find that there was a sin problem. There was capital punishment and and how we got the rainbow. God said that I'm no longer going to destroy this earth by water anymore. Amen. And we find that during this time, the population had grew to about 30,000 people. But there's something interesting in verse, in chapter 11, that really caught my attention. If you look at it with me, amen. Look what it says in verse 1. It says, now the whole earth used to use the same language and the same words. It came about as they journeyed east and they found a plain in the land of Shinar. You have to be careful about places that you find yourself in in life. Watch this. It says, he, they went to the land of China, and look what the text says, and what? And what? And what? <laughs> you see, I looked at this thing about settling, and I found out it's a pattern in Scripture. But I also found out it's a pattern with human beings. That we, amen, we settle for less. When we should be doing better, we settle 
Amen for less. Don't settle. We find that they came to the plain of Shinar. And the Bible says they did what? They settled there. Now watch what they did. They said to one another, come let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they used the brick for stone and they used the tar for mortar. They said, come let us build for ourselves a what? Here's the thing. When you settle, you only think about yourself. I wish I had somebody. When you settle, it's all about building something for yourself. Watch the text. The text says, watch what he says. He says, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into what? Heaven. And watch this. And let us make what? A name. Make, make, make ourselves a what? A name. This is the first corporate espionage we find in scripture. Corporate thinking. All these people, amen, speak in one language. This is what they decide to do. Rather than glorifying God, rather than continuing on in the journey, they settled in Shinar. I'm going somewhere. So the backdrop to the passage that we're getting ready to read in 31 tells me that there's a spirit of settling that keeps passing on from generation to generation. And I want to say to you, you got to watch your family line and ask yourself a question. Did my mama settle? Did my daddy settle? Amen. And then here's the thing. As a child of God, hallelujah, are you going to settle? Listen, you, have, you and I have to strive to do better. And I believe that God wants us to do better. But I believe that we, we stop trusting God and we settle, amen, for mediocrity and we settle for things when we should do better than what we are. Amen. How many want to do better? Amen. Come on, somebody. How many believe that you can do better? Amen. Come on, somebody. And so they settled because the Bible says, they says, and let us what? Let us make for ourselves a name. Otherwise, we will be what? Scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. That's what God told them to do, but they settled. They found a place that was what? Comfortable for them. Somebody here, you, you know, if you're going to trust God, you got to get out your comfort zone. If you're going to trust God, you got to move past where you are. Listen, you can go further. But what these people did is that they disobeyed God. And then God, what did God do? God confused their language. And this is where we get the word glosso. We get the word languages from. This is why we have a diversity of what? Languages today. Now, what was the reason? Number one, they settled and number two, they wanted to make a name for themselves. May I say something to you? When you settle, you won't think about anybody else but yourself. Do I have anybody? And so we find that it goes on and then we find in verse 27, we find that God now raises up the patriarch, Abram. Now, let me explain to you a little bit about Abram's life. Abram, before he was called Abraham, Abram was the son 
of Terah. Terah was his dad. He grew up in a pagan home. As a matter of fact, they were idol worshipers. They worshiped the moon gods. I'm going somewhere. He grew up in this environment, but watch this. I'm going to show you something that's so powerful. I hope you stay with me. That even though he was born in a bad situation, and even though he was born in a home of, with pagan practices, God spoke to him. God appeared to him according to the book of Acts, and God told him to leave the land of Ur of the Chaldeans. And he wanted him to journey to Canaan. Now, Canaan is modern-day Israel. I don't think you know if you know that. But Canaan today is modern-day Israel. Now watch this. Canaan was the promised land. The promised land that God has had promised. And one of the things that God promised to Abraham is that he would bless him. But before the blessing, we're looking at the story behind the blessing. And here's the thing. Oftentimes when God calls us to do something, you got to be careful of the people around you that will cause you or hinder you from going forward. And so we find in the text, it's right there in the text, verse 27. Now these are the records of the generation of Terah. Terah became the father of what? Abram, Nora, and Haran. Watch this. And Haran became the father of what? Lot. Haran died Watch this. In the presence of his father, Terah. Watch this. They are living in Ur of the Chaldeans. And, and, and his son, Haran, grew to the point where he had a child, Lot. Watch this. And not only did he have Lot, but he watched his son grow up, but he watched his son die. I'm going somewhere. You see, sometimes in this journey, come on, somebody. There will be painful moments in your journey. But even in your painful moments, you and I must learn to trust God. It's in the painful times of our lives that, watch this, that we have to truly depend on God. But the problem with Terah, Terah didn't know the Lord. Terah was big time into idol worship. He had idols, he had money. Amen. Listen, he, he was a true worshiper of the moon god. They call him the god of sin, S-I-N. Are you with me? And so we find, the text says, verse 29, it says, And Haran died in the presence of his father in the land of his birth in Ur of the Chaldeans. Abram and Nora took wives for themselves. Now watch this. And the name of Abram's wife was Sarai. And that, that, that word Sarai means princess. And the name of Nora's wife was Malchah. And, and the daughter of Haran. See, back then they would marry close relatives. They would marry sisters and brothers they would marry back then. God, would, God allowed that until a period of time. Because remember, the generations had been wiped out. And so now he had allowed for close, close family marriage. Isn't that something? But then he changed that later on. Amen. 
So, so it says the father, so, so one of them married their cousin. And the father of Milcah and Ishkah. And look what it says in verse 30. It says, and Sarai was what? Barren. So what I find in Haran is this. I find death in Haran. Come on, somebody. I find barrenness in Haran. I find idol worship in Haran. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Now, with all of those elements going on in life, it can cause us, amen, especially if you were brought up in a pagan home, especially if you were brought up around, amen, idol worship and all this, it can cause you, amen, to start feeling down in life. And some of us here this morning, you find yourself in a barren situation. You find yourself settling because you don't believe that you can do better. But I want to encourage you this morning that you can do better. That even though there may be death in your past, and even though there may be some barrenness in your future, that God can still be trusted. That even in the midst of a mess, you can see a miracle. That even with what you see happening in your life right now, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. We find here in the passage in verse 31, we find, so the question is, what causes us to not to trust God but settle? I'm glad you asked. Verse 31 says, and Terah, and I told you that Terah was a idolater. A idol worshiper. Now, Abram had, now listen to this. God had appeared to Abram in Haran and told Abram to go to Canaan. But Abram could not follow that command because of his dad. He was still under obligation as the oldest son to take care of the family. And I'll show you in the coming weeks that sometimes if you're going to trust God, you're going to have to make some decisions. You're going to have to leave some people behind, but you're going to have to make the call, amen, and step out on faith and believe that the God that called you is the God that will lead you. Do I have anybody? The text says that Terah. So my first point is this. The first thing that hinders us or the first thing that causes us not to trust God and settle, the first thing is a lack of what? Knowledge of God. See, the reason why we can't trust God is because we don't know God. The reason why we can't trust God is because we have no knowledge of God. We know about God, but what do we really know about God? Wish I had somebody. Amen. Do you know that he's a way maker? Do you know that he's a wheel in the middle of the wheel? Wish I had somebody. Do you know that he can open blind eyes? Do you know that he can raise the dead? The question is in your life, what do you know about God? And this knowledge is not just book knowledge, but I'm talking about experiential knowledge. I'm talking about gnosis. And I'm talking about epinosis. That God's word is in your heart. And you know that you know from God's word that he says that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. That greater is he that's in me 
than he that's in the world. Thank God for what I know about him. You see, Terah settled because of his lack of knowledge of God. Terah should have listened to his son. Daddy, God appeared to me. Can you imagine this? Daddy, God appeared to me and said, let's go. He's like, man, I ain't going nowhere. But it took the death of a son. Come on, somebody. It took a death of a son for him to say, you know what? It's time for me to leave this place. See, God is always speaking, saints. Don't wait until life becomes painful, come on somebody, to proceed forward. Don't wait till life gets tough, amen, before you say, God, I want to trust you. Don't wait till stuff get bad, amen, for you to say, you know what, I want to know more about God. You see, he made a move without knowing the God that was orchestrating the move. God was orchestrating this move, but here's the thing. He had no knowledge of who God was. And saints, I want to tell you this this morning. It is our lack of knowledge of God that keeps us stuck, that keeps us settling. Watch this. If you know God, you know what he can do. Somebody here know what he can do. Somebody here, you know what he can do. And here's the thing. Some of us, we can't even trust him with our time. We can't even trust him, amen, with our talents. We can't trust him with our treasures. Well, I don't have enough for this. That's a matter of trust. Giving is a matter of trust. And what we must learn to do is ask ourselves a question. What do I know about God? What do you know about him? And when you know that you know that he's real, when you know that you know that he can make a way out of no way. You see, Abram's dad was a true idolater. He worshipped idols so much so that he was so committed to his idolatry that guess what? He lacked knowledge of God. And sometimes our lack of knowledge of God will cause us to stand still because watch this, we're, we're looking for things to look better. Watch this, you need faith to see that it's going to be better. And you listen, and when you know what you know about God, watch this, he opens the Red Seas. Come on somebody, he causes us to walk on water. You've been down to your last dime. Come on, somebody. You, you've been there where everything was due at the same time. Yet God showed up. That's my knowledge. But, but here's the thing. I spend time getting to know him. Now, how do I get to know God? Through his word. How do I get to know God? I got to serve him. And may I say this to you? When you serve God, you get a better knowledge of who he is because he will show you how great he is. Do I have anybody? Watch the text. The text says he, 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 Terah took Abram, his son, watch this, baggage. Here's another thing that happens in this journey. When you're settling, you got to be careful who you bring with you. When you decide to trust God, you got to decide who you're going to take with you because Lot becomes a liability later on. I wish I had somebody. Lot got the big head. You know what happened to Lot? Lot became part of Abram's blessings. Watch this. And he got the, he got the audacity, amen, 
the spiritual arrogance to say, I'm better than you. You got to be careful who you take with you on this journey. Because not everybody can handle the blessings that God wants to give you. And when God blesses you, he blesses you. And he blesses everybody else around you. Because watch this, because that's the kind of God we serve. You didn't do anything to deserve it. You didn't, matter of fact, you don't even deserve it, but yet he gave it to you. Watch this, watch the text. The text says, then he took Abram, his son, and Lot, I'm sorry, Lot, the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarah, his daughter-in-law, his son, Abram's wife, amen, and they were getting ready to journey, but so here's the next thing that I see here. Here's the next thing that I see, and it's something that I want you to understand, and this is, a lot of you struggling with this right now. In trusting God. I know this for a fact. You ready? So what's the first thing? Lack of knowledge of God. But here's the next thing. Lack of patience. I'm trying to trust God. But guess what? I won't wait. I won't wait. Now was that the right time for them to leave? He lacked patience. Amen. I'm going to show you something in a minute that's going to blow your mind. The text says, the text says he took all these people with him. But in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 7, verse 2 and 4, it says, And he said, Hear me, brethren and fathers, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran. And he said to him, Leave your country and your relatives and come into the land that I will show you. Watch this. God had appeared to Abram. In Haran, but he could not obey because of his daddy. When we lack patience, saints, let me tell you something. God is preparing you. Okay, listen to me real good. God is shaping you. He's stripping some stuff off of you. He's working on you. You have to be patient. You're running, watch this, you're running into a brick wall because you're running out of patience. You listen, you have to trust him when you don't see it happening. You got to trust him, amen, when things look difficult, you can't lose patience. We lose patience. And what happens to us, our lack of patience shows our lack of trust. Our lack of patience. Listen, we don't pray when we lose patience. Come on, somebody. Somebody, you want your healing now. You want your blessings right now. You want your situation to get better. You want your children to act right. You want your husband to act right. You have to be patient with the process because God was patient with you. I wish I had somebody. And if God was patient with you, then you ought to be patient with others. Are you with me? And you got to wait on God. The Bible says when you wait, there's a promise. You see, in Ur was a place of hurt. And, and when we're hurt, sometimes we run out of patience. And what God is saying, wait on me. Trust me. Don't settle, but don't run out of patience. Turn to your name and say, don't run out of patience. 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 Watch what he says next. Well, he says, and together, watch what it says, they went out. Now, this is the intriguing part of this passage. Together they went out from Ur of the Chaldeans. 
Watch this now. In order to enter the land of Canaan. May I say this to you? Good intentions are good. But you got to mean what you say. Watch what the text says. Text says, and they went out together from where? From Ur of the Chaldeans in order to enter the land of Canaan. Now, we know that the land of Canaan is a land flowing with milk and honey. Everybody in this room, your feet may be heading to Canaan, but your heart may be in Egypt. Or your heart may be back in Ur. Now watch this. They had every intentions, they did, of entering Canaan. But Terah didn't. Watch this. This is Ur. Got it? This is Haran where they ended up. This is Canaan. They set out, the text says, in order to enter the land of Canaan. So my question is, why are you going in this direction when you should be heading north? I'm going somewhere. So the next point is this. What causes us to settle? Not only the lack of knowledge of God, not only the lack of what? Patience. But here's the next thing. The lack of vision. We lose vision. Some of us only see Haran. We see a place of comfortability. Watch this. If you're going to get to the place of blessings, you're going to have to go through some stuff. But if you're heading in the wrong direction all the way around, how can you end up in, in Canaan if you're headed for Haran? I looked at the map. And I said to myself, hold on, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Canaan is over here. They went a straight line, and I'm saying to myself, what happened? Here's what I found out. Her, uh, 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 Tira, the dad, he never had any intentions of going to Canaan. You know why? Because it was a command from God. God told Abram to go that way. Let me show you something. Satan wants to sabotage your walk. Satan will put you under people. That's why you got to be careful who you follow. And watch this. They'll tell you they're heading to Canaan. But all the while they have it in their hearts that they're heading to Haran. You know what? Do you know what's in Haran? Haran was the capital of the moon god. Seeing. He wanted to go to Vegas rather than go to the land flowing with milk and honey. Saints, when you lose vision, when you lose sight of who you're serving, you will always choose the way to your flesh and not the way of God. Two separate directions.
And I'm saying to myself, man, what would cause him to go in? Listen, you got to talk to your neighbor, tell you, ask your neighbor, are you heading in the right direction? Watch this. It takes faith for you to trust the person, your husband. Come on, come on. Your wife, okay, to trust them to say, are we headed in the right direction? Because I'm following you. If I'm following you, you got to have it in your heart that you're going to Canaan and not Haran. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to stop for a moment and look at your life and say, now hold on. Are we on the road to Haran or are we on the road to Canaan? I want you to ask yourself a question. Are we on the road to Haran or are we on the road to Canaan? Because there's two different roads lead to two different destinies. And what I found in scripture here is that Terah never intended on headed to Canaan. He always intended to go to Haran. And I can prove it in scripture. Watch the word. Watch the word. A loss of what? A loss of what? A loss of what? Now watch this. Ur is today's Iraq. Ain't that something? I wish I had somebody. And Canaan is today's Israel. Now watch this. See, you don't know. It may carry a different name now. But where God is taking you he will eventually transform it into something valuable. See, he didn't see nothing good in Canaan, but he saw his idol God. Come on, he was devoted to his God. And he went in the wrong direction. May I say this to you? Let me say this. Let me give you this other word. The word Haran, watch this, in the Greek, in the Hebrew, I'm sorry, the word Haran means crossroads. I'm going somewhere. Somebody here right now, you're at the crossroads of life. You know what a crossroad is? It's a decision. A crossroad is a place where you stand and you say, which way do I go? And somebody here today, I want to tell you something. You have not been trusting God because you've been standing at the crossroads. And guess what? You want comfortability over conversion. I'm going somewhere. You want to be comfortable and God wants to convert you. You want to be happy, but God says, it's going to take a little time for me to get you there. Because guess what? At this crossroads, you got to make a decision. And today, you got to decide, am I going to trust God or am I going to get on the easy road? Amen. Watch this. A loss of vision. But look what he goes on to say. Look what it says. Look what it says. And they went as far. <laughs> they went what? As far as who? And what did they do? Huh. In chapter 11, at the beginning, they went to Shinar as far as Shinar. And what did they do? They settled. They got that spirit from their ancestors, see? That's a bad spirit to pass around. 
that settling spirit. Watch this. But they went as far as Haran. And what did they do? They settled. You know what they said? I can only have an associate's degree. That's it. That's all I can have. I, can't, I can only get a certification. Come on, somebody. I can only have a high school diploma. Amen. You know what they were doing? Settling. So my next point is this. Not only, see, the reason why they settled, not only because they lost vision, but here's the next thing. Lack of faith. A lack of what? Faith. And some of us, know why you can't trust God? You have no faith. Or you have faith, but you only have enough faith to bring you to Haran. You have what I call settling faith. But you really need mustard seed faith. You need a miraculous faith. You need the kind of faith that you can look past Haran even though you were brought there, watch this, under de by deception. You must have the faith to say, we're not staying in this apartment very long. Oh, I don't think you hear me. We're not staying in this part of the city too long. We're not staying in this car for too long. We're not staying at this job too long. I may have to settle right now, but I'm not settling in. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Whatever the doctor tells you, you have to have the faith to see past Haran and see that your ultimate destination is Canaan. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm heading to Canaan. Lack of faith. You see, Haran meant crossroads. You see, when you lose faith, we go by what we see. Terah trusted himself and not God. Do you know when he arrived at Haran, he became very, 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 very wealthy. Watch this. And he thought that this was the place. Listen, we equate blessings. Come on, somebody. With wealth. But that's not it. If you're in the wrong place and you say you're blessed, I don't think that's a blessing, baby. If you're in the wrong place and you're blessed, I'm going to say it one more time. The question is, how do you really define blessings? See, here he is in Haran. The Bible says he did what? He settled there. And so what, is, what does it say? It says here, it says that he settled there. He went as far as Haran and he did what? As far as Haran and he did what? He settled there. The next point is this. Next point is this. When you settle, this is what you really have. You ready? A low view of God. A, when you settle, it means that you have what? A low view of God. Because you're saying, this is it. And your God is about this big if you're serving the right God. And when you serve the God that created 
the universe. When you serve the God, amen, that, that, that knows everything, the one who's omniscient, the one who is omnipresent, the one who can, who can fix it, the one who can, amen, turn things around for you, you got to remember that when you have a low view of God, if you can't see God, you'll settle. And when you have a low view of God, you'll never move past where you are. The text says, and they settled there. That word means to sit down. And sometimes we want to sit down in the wrong place. But when you have a low view of God, you can't move forward. You'll settle. And then look what it says here in verse 11, verse 32. The days of Terah was what? 200 and what? Five years. He died at 205 years. And look what it says. This is why I told you that Terah never meant. He never had it in his heart. Can I ask you something? Do you really mean what you say? Because sometimes we could say it, but we don't mean it. Where are you going to be in five years? Where are you going to be in two years? See, but when you have a low view of God, you settle. Now watch this. He went, he, he hit the days of Terah were what? 205 years? And Terah What? You want to know what the last point is? What causes us to uh, not to trust God and settle? Last point, a loss of purpose. When you lose purpose, guess what happens? You sit right there and you die. You say, I'm going to forever be in this little one-bedroom apartment. I'm going to forever be in this one little piece of car. I'm going to forever be in this piece of job that I'm holding on to by the thread. They're always threatening you. <laughs> Amen. See? A lack of what? See, terror lost purpose. But watch this. More, more damaging than that. He didn't get the blessing of going into Canaan. He affected the people and infected the people. Sometimes we can infect people with our doubt. Yes. The question I have for you is, are you going to settle this year? Are you going to trust God? Are you going to trust God with everything you have? Because here's the thing. A loss of purpose means that what are you living for now? When you know why people give up in life? They lose purpose. Today I want to say to you, it had been 25 years that God had told Abram to go to Canaan. 25 years. How long have you been in that cycle? How long have you been in Haran? 
How long will you stay in Haran? Until someone dies? Until something happens so catastrophic that it keeps you bound? God is saying today, you can't settle no more. You have to trust me. You have to trust me. You have to, you have to, listen, you got to get to know me. This year, make up in your mind that I'm going to get to know him better than myself. Five by five by five. If you read it, you get to know more about him. Somebody here today, I want to tell you something. You're settling. And God is saying, you got to trust me. Your view of me is so low that you can't see that you've been hoodwinked. Somebody brought you to Haran, just dropped you off, and they've gone. They've gone on. Amen. Can I ask you something? Are you going to die in Haran? Or are you going to live in the land of promise? I want to live in the land of promise. How many of you want to live in the land of promise? Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. If you want to live in the land of promise, you have to trust God. There's no other way to do it this year. Let go and let God.